you don't want to go into every single interaction thinking, how is this person going to help me get a job? But that may be a possible outcome. Change is coming, oh yeah! I'm Yash Pavlik-Slank, and this is Degrees, real talk about planet-saving careers from Environmental Defense Fund. Welcome back to Green Jobs 101, our mini-series designed to help you find a great green job. And that was my guest, Sam Charner of Net Impact. He was talking about one of the most common mistakes that many of us make when we're networking. And he's back in the final episode of this job hunting boot camp to help us do it right and to stop making networking so cringy. As you know, if you've listened to the rest of the series, Sam works with more than 400 chapters of Net Impact, and he knows firsthand just how hard it can be to figure out which professional communities to join and then what to do once you've signed up. I'm so glad Sam is here to talk about this because, well, connecting people is one of my favorite parts of my job. Okay, Sam, everybody knows they should network. And for some reason, networking is the dirty word of job hunting. But on the other hand, some people really love it. You have a particular, really useful take on this. You know the best sustainability communities to join, and you know why it's worth it, and you know what to do when you get there. So in your opinion, Sam, what are the top communities that sustainability career seekers in the U.S. should join and why should they join them? Yeah, well, obviously, I have to start with Net Impact. So Net Impact has hundreds of chapters all around the world in about 40 countries. And our chapters provide a great opportunity to network and build skills, all while making a difference in that community. Depending on where it is and whether you're a graduate student or a professional, the events and projects and workshops that are available through the chapter are going to be a little bit different. But no matter what, you're going to be connected to a community of people who care about making the world a better place. And that's incredibly valuable. There are also other ways to get involved with Net Impact, whether that is joining our broader community. We have a great website with a lot of information, a job and internship board, lots of resources like that. We also run events that our headquarters office plans that you can participate in. Our next set of events starts at the end of August, focused on building a regenerative economy. What other organizations should people and communities should people consider? Yeah, so I'd think about communities connected to a few different areas, to industry, to identity, and to location. So industry would be the type of role or the type of company or organization that you either currently work in or would like to. There are communities of social impact marketers. There are communities of finance professionals in social enterprises. There are also communities for underrepresented identities that can be really great support mechanisms. And that's also true across the different areas of sustainability and the social impact space. And the last one is location. As an organization based in the San Francisco Bay Area, I'm obviously part of the San Francisco Net Impact chapter, but I'm also part of a bunch of other social impact sustainability communities that are based in the greater Bay Area. And I get a lot of value over those. Those are the ones that are most likely to be able to provide face-to-face connections. And especially that now that is becoming more of a possibility for those of us in the United States and a few other places that are really lucky around the world. 
the value of that is going to be really high. Most of the time, Google can be a really good friend for this and finding you some good options. The other thing I would do is ask. When you're networking, either through a phone call, a Zoom call, or something in person, ask what other communities people are a part of and why they join them and what they get out of. Those sort of referrals. Getting people's actual user experience. Was it worth it? And and what? how much did you need to engage to really get something out of it? That's a great point. And then just quickly, I would say once you're part of the community, take advantage of its resources, whether that is connecting with other people through their database, whether that is attending events, taking part in projects, whatever the case may be, you join that community for a reason. Uh, Take advantage of the resources that it has to offer. As people are thinking about communities to join as a follow-up, do they have to be an expert to join? Can you talk a little bit about maybe getting over that complex of feeling intimidated? and Or would you encourage people joining communities to try to bone up on the topic before they actually enter the conversation as experts? Yeah, I think that most communities are going to be open to people joining them with a wide range of experience and expertise. There might be some exceptions to that. I can think of a couple examples of like very experienced communities, but they're pretty clear about what expectation they have for members. And so most other communities are going to say, great, we're here to provide you a resource and help you learn. You know, the reason that they're having a panel on trends and sustainability reporting is so that people in the audience can learn at whatever level they're at. Absolutely. One other thing to watch out for as you're joining these communities, and if you're just there to learn really truly from ground zero, is how inclusive and educational do they try to make their conversations or those panel discussions or those keynote speakers and access to all of the people and all the resources in their network and decide if you need to take a step back and find something a little more general or really study up so that you can join the conversation in a deeper way. Well, Sam, what about globally? Which one or two communities would you join if you lived abroad? Obviously, NetImpact is all around the world. We're in about 40 countries. And then the same thing would apply. You know, the industry and your identity and the location that you're in are all really important factors. We have really active chapters at cities in Europe and in Africa and at universities in Asia and Australia. And there are a lot of other professional associations, communities for people who are practicing sustainability reporting, to go back to my example. And many of those are international and have people who participate in them from around the world. Well, and I don't have a crystal ball, but at least for Climate Core, I think we've seen a tremendous advantage to being in the virtual world in the past year plus. And I think other communities feel the same way and will continue to offer more virtually based opportunities to network and to learn together as we all progress into the future. Joining these communities can can be as easy as a click of a button. And a lot of us don't quite know what to do after we join. So what's the biggest mistake you see job hunters making after they join a community? I think it's being too passive. So yeah, you might get a newsletter every month, but you want to do more than that. You want to go to an event, see if what they are doing resonates with you, if what they are tackling as their important issues are also what's important to you. 
and give yourself an opportunity to see what comes out of that community and the people who are part of it. A community is, in the end, it's people and the connections between them. And so that's the most important thing. And maybe that means, you know, working on a project so that you get to know a smaller group of people on a deeper level. You are building connections with people. And some of that is going to have a more personal lens. And then some of that is also going to have a more professional lens. And, you know, you don't want to go into every single interaction thinking, how is this person going to help me get a job? But that may be a possible outcome. I'd also say know who you are and be able to communicate to people what you need, what you want, what you're curious about. So that because I think folks underestimate how much more experienced mentors want to help the next generation succeed and get into the work. Sam, as you think about your own career and reflect on your journey, can you think of a specific community that you really leveraged and really inspired you to go down this professional path of working with impact communities? Yeah, you know, it's a little bit selfish also is, you know, the net impact chapter that I was part of in grad school was a really impactful community for me. I knew I really wanted to focus on social impact and how business could be a force for good in the world. The Net Impact chapter that I was a part of was really important to my growth as a student, my future career, and it's also a community of people that I am still connected to today. But I also attended Net Impact's annual conference. I also connected with people who were in other Net Impact chapters all around the world or had been part of Net Impact in their own undergrad or graduate experience. And I was able to talk to them through our conference, through connecting with them on LinkedIn and being part of that global community and learning from people who I would not have had access to otherwise was incredibly important in shaping the path that I took in my career, but also helping me feel supported in all of the steps along the way. So there's some good longevity there. Well, Sam, this has been a really fascinating and productive conversation. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, It was a pleasure having you. Thanks so much for having me. I really appreciate it. And that's all for today. Check out the link in your listening app for Sam's tips and a wealth of resources, including some dynamite sustainability job boards and networks to join. And I am thrilled to tell you that season two of Degrees is well on its way. We've been in production and I can't tell you how much I am learning talking with some of these incredible young professionals who are using their careers in tech and retail, renewable energy, public policy, finance, and more to fight climate change. You just can't help but be inspired by their stories. And they're telling us the whole unvarnished truth about their journeys to their planet-saving careers. It's been a lot of fun. So subscribe now. Degrees is presented by Environmental Defense Fund. Amy Morse is our producer. Our executive producers are Rick Ballou and Christina Mestre. Podcast Allies is our production company, and I'm your host, Yesh pavlik Slank. The foundation of our show, though, my friends, is you. Thank you so much for listening. And as always... Stay fired up. Change is coming, oh yeah. Ain't no holding it back. Ain't no running.